I had to like learn that carbs aren't the enemy. I had to learn that like eating more can be a good thing right. if you're using it to build muscle. You know, like I had to learn that I'm not going to get fat from from eating from eating exactly. Yeah. So he had to sort of teach me that. And it, I think it it definitely actually strengthened our relationship because I had to trust him yeah, in that. Welcome to the Unbroken Podcast with Chris Crosby. We're at Panera Bread up in Kansas City um, to talk to some amazing guests. I, I can't wait to introduce them here in a second, but quick shout out to our sponsor, Action Performance. They've been awesome. They've been taking care of us. If you need a rig for your home or if your gym needs an upgrade on their rig, these, these are the guys to talk to at actionperformance.com. They also have some nice apparel, some shorts, some shirts, and if you use the un, uh, discount code UNBROKEN, you get a 10% discount with their apparel, but also they rent out a rig. So if you have a need for a competition rig for CrossFit or any event, they'll rent that out. So hit them up, actionperformance.com, and they'll take care of you. All right, so I got Lynn and Dallas Schultz. I, I called them Houston just a second ago. I was like, which, which, uh, did I do it wrong again? No. Okay, you gave me that. I, I did the, I called them the wrong Texas city. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I know Lynn. So I started CrossFit over three and a half years ago over at CrossFit Springfield East. And I finished my Learn 2 class and I started, I remember the workout was as we did this um, farmer's carry with these really, like I was, like I was machismo, I I grabbed like the heaviest kettlebell and, and we started walking and there was a group of us, I don't remember who else was in that group, do you remember? No. But we all kind of, I think, went a lot bigger than we thought we should. <laughs> and so we're carrying, so we ended up doing, it was a 400-meter four, farmer's carry. I'm holding like 70-pound kettlebells. I think you had like 45s or something. 45s, and it was my first farmer's carry I've ever done. Yeah, <laughs> and we got, like, we ended up, like, going, like, 10 feet, putting it down, and we are just, like, <laughs> pumping each other up. And I think we became Facebook friends right after uh-huh. that. And, uh, but I didn't stay around in East very long, but I've been able to stay your friend on Facebook and kind of mm-hmm. follow your story and your journey through, I don't know how long you did fa- uh, CrossFit after that, but then you cycled into the powerlifting world and mm-hmm. you've been doing a lot of powerlifting. Yep. Um, and your husband, I, I've never met and I'm excited to meet, but I've seen through Facebook that, uh, you coach uh, and you do uh, nutritional coaching and correct me if I'm wrong. So, yeah. So I do do some of that kind of stuff. Um, I've kind of taken a little bit of a break here recently from okay. it, uh, just cause I've kind of in, I guess in my regular life yeah. outside the fitness world, I have kind of switched jobs. And so I'm kind of transitioning into that, okay. focusing on that a little bit. And then I'll come back to coaching and nutrition, you yeah. know, as I get settled. Yeah. You get, you, there's always a need for, People are always needing help with nutrition side and and and, and even like the the writing programs and stuff like that. For sure. But I'm really excited to get to know you guys a little bit better and, and sit and talk and and so, so so Lynn, did you when I moved to CrossFit Republic, how long did you keep doing CrossFit? So I only did CrossFit for about three or four months. Yeah. But CrossFit was what actually got me into lifting. Okay. So I I had. Um, got an eating disorder and had struggled with that through college. Yeah. And so I struggled with that and I started to recover from it. I gained a lot of weight through that whole process. A lot of people think eating disorders 
mean that you're always going to be really, really tiny. But right. in my experience, I actually had gained a lot of weight from the yeah. eating disorder that I was dealing with. And um, so I decided I just wanted to like get back in a healthy way. Right. I wanted to lose some of that weight. And right. so I started doing, doing cardio. I, that's all I knew how to yeah, do at that's first. That's what most people usually do. They're and like, so I, can get, I have a pair of shoes. I can go for a run. Exactly. That's yeah. all I knew how to do. So I did that at first and I lost a little bit of weight, but I... I had started following some people on like Instagram and I wanted to start lifting, but I didn't right. know how. Sure. So I started the learn to CrossFit class just because it was a way for me to learn yeah. how to lift. And there was someone that was teaching me. Yeah. And so I started doing that and I did CrossFit only for about three or four months, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And then I met Dallas actually. Okay. And he introduced me to more bodybuilding type movements as well as the main three lifts for powerlifting. Okay. And I just really fell in love with that and yeah. started training that way once I met him. Did, and then did, did you transition over to um, at Strong Gym now, or Strong Gym now Royal Barbells? Yeah, that, I remember that. So, yep. As did you? Is that where you worked, or or did you just train out of there? So, um, I actually trained at just the rec center on campus. Okay. And then I did my first powerlifting meet in February of I don't remember 2014. Okay. And it was at Strong Gym at the time. Yeah. And I remember going in there, and I was like. I got to start training here. Like yeah. this is the place to be for this kind of yeah. stuff. You want to so. get strong, you go to strong gym. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, started there. And then, um, we met before I did my first powerlifting meet. So okay. we were both kind of training at the rec and just decided to start training at strong once, uh, we, I had done that meet cause it was so awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, uh, so you guys both started, so you guys meet, how, how'd you meet? I guess I'll ask that. Like just, um, so I trained at the rec center and then I also worked there. Um, and there we had a mutual friend that also worked there. Yeah. And, you know, I had become friends with her and then, uh, went to her like birthday dinner thing and met her and we ended up talking more than she did to her friend. <laughs> um, and we, I like heard that she did CrossFit and so yeah. I was like, Oh a girl that lifts and yeah. knows what I'll be talking about. So that's funny. Just that's started awesome. talking about that. And then, uh, things just kind of went from there. Now be honest though. Like you're like, okay, cool. Exciting. A girls that lifts. But I know a lot of the people outside of the cross world, especially that are in a power. Like, what did you think? You're like, ah, you can't get out of there. Like, I, what did you think? I think everybody that doesn't do CrossFit that is in fitness hated CrossFit at one point, mm-hmm. but now I feel like it's switched over to where a lot of people respect it more. Yeah. Um, but I was just excited that there was a girl that actually lifted. I didn't really care if it was CrossFit or not. And then I switched her over to the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> Go, come lift heavy. He, li- I literally said something about lifting and we, he was, he, his ears he perked locked, up locked and he was, he you. was just like, Oh, Oh, you lift? And you okay. Were, and you were still <laughs> in, uh, new at it too, right? You I had literally like, only been doing it for, I mean, I was all about it. Like, yeah. I love lifting and I had already fallen in love with it. Stuff, yeah. But it, it literally, I'd only been doing it for like two months at that yeah. point, two or three months. Yeah. And well, he, CrossFit, they throw you in. I mean, like, let's let's squat. We're going to deadlift. We're going to snatch and clean and jerk. And Yeah, so the first time that we did a powerlifting workout together, Uh-oh. I remember it was like, we were doing like i don't know sets of five or three or something and so she was used to these high intense workouts yeah like go 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 yeah. and i was like a couple sets of three she's yeah. like this is it like this is nothing <laughs> i'm not even sweating yeah you're just like <laughs> anything over five set five reps is cardio what's going on <laughs> it was definitely a very different for transitioning from crossfit to powerlifting was really different right i've, I've thought about because i have a lot of friends that are powerlifters 
and they're like come power lift with us you'll like it and i'm just like for me like i'll do a strength cycle like we just finished a front squat strength cycle but we finish the cycle and then we'll do a metcon mm -hmm. so like or like the work so i'll do strength and then i'll kill myself cardio and it's funny because i was talking to the person that programmed it and he's like really you're not supposed to do crossfit with this strength cycle but we are and so like <laughs> i'll do this like we did on monday two by twos at 100 percent, like at the end of the cycle and so like I thought I was going to die. And then we, then we did a bunch of wall balls and like, <laughs> and, and, and run 400 meters. I was just like, and so like, sometimes I think about like powerlifting. I'm like, maybe I should go power to lift because I think I'm g going to die doing CrossFit <laughs> all the time. But, uh, so did you miss CrossFit at first or did, or did you just kind of like fall in love with the powerlifting? So I, I, I missed the, like the intensity of CrossFit right. at first. So I actually, the first summer, after I started dating Dallas, he, um, I actually did small of junior for squats. I don't know if you know what that is, no. but it's a very, oh, yeah, very small, intense yeah, 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 yeah. squat program. Yeah, and so I started doing small and it's like the most intense squat program you can do. And I still didn't feel like it was intense enough. <laughs> so I would, li he, and, and Dallas wasn't in the same place as me yeah. at that point. He was still in Springfield, um, doing, taking a class for right. school and I was up in Kansas city. Isn't that like high it's like high weight, low reps, but, but tons of tons of sets, like yeah. tons of okay. volume, four so, days a week. So the like you'll up. do like a, up to ten sets on some days, like okay. tons of volume, at like ninety percent or something. Right, like that, it's right? like yeah. it's insane, and my my squat shot up yeah. because I was so new to powerlifting. Yeah, isn't that but awesome? so I would do like ten sets of squats, and then I would feel like I still didn't do enough. So then I would go do like I would look up like a cross workout and do a cross workout after yeah, it too. <laughs> exactly. So I was, I was at first he. Would, I was kind of crazy about yeah. trying to c incorporate both. And finally he, he convinced me like, if you're gonna, if you want to compete in powerlifting, you should probably focus on your strength and not yeah. everything. So yeah. I had to sort of pick and choose, but you, you mentioned your eating disorder uh, uh, a little while ago. Do you feel like maybe doing those metkinds kind of fell into that or are you kind of still on the recovery? Cause sometimes I know for me, if I feel like I'm not doing a, a metcon or like something like a high intensity i'm like well that's i'm gonna get fat now again why well, i already am mm -hmm. fat but I'm, i'll get that's when i'm gonna start gaining the weight back is that kind of like did you kind of have that mentality oh absolutely because i was i was still recovering at that point right and um i think that was a huge like i felt like i wasn't sweating i felt like i wasn't working right. as hard i felt like my like cardiorespiratory fitness wasn't as high yeah. and so i i was i had like that's i think what stemmed my whole eating disorder just stemmed from this fear of getting fat right and um or of getting back to the point that i was at one point right. and so just having that fear i was afraid to sort of Not let that happen yeah. and i think that actually like made our relationship a lot stronger because i really had to trust him because right. he was teaching me about nutrition about powerlifting and how training worked for that and how um even just like building muscle right. with like higher reps like more bodybuilding style yeah. and how that works and he had to teach me how to eat to gain strength and muscle yeah. and that was really scary for me yeah because of that um when i first met him i actually i was doing crossfit and i was i was eating paleo but i wasn't eating any carbs so like no sweet potatoes and yeah, i was literally were, eating, eating like whole 30 almost i was eating whole 30 essentially yeah. like veggies chicken that was like yeah pretty much it eggs like you're doing it. a bodybuilder like workout like when they're on the extreme like cut. like peak week <laughs> yeah like yeah. no carbs <laughs> and so i was eating like i think 800 calories a day doing CrossFit six days a week. Yeah. 
like and maintaining weight like not losing anything and not yeah. and i didn't know why yeah. and i met dallas and he explained like yeah. you have to give your your body fuel yeah. if you're going to be like doing this and working out hard if you want to build muscle you have to give your body something to use, use yeah. and so he sort of had to teach Protein me builds your, yeah. exactly so i had to like learn that carbs aren't the enemy i had to learn that like eating more can be a good thing right. if you're using it to build muscle you know like i had to learn that i'm not going to get fat from from eating from eating exactly yeah. so he had to sort of teach me that and it, i think it it definitely actually strengthened our relationship because i had to trust him yeah. in That's that one thing that stood out to me with um our friendship on facebook is you would post these like meals and you're like guys i haven't done any cardio this week and i'm down like two pounds and i'm eating and i'm like <laughs> what <laughs> and i mean like so it's seeing these the, the nutrition and 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 you being so vocal and advocate like look i'm lifting heavy i'm eating and and look my body's changing and uh and i confide in you like i i i my i'll be honest my eating disorder is full full rage right now mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm up like 30 pounds um because of the binge eating mm-hmm. but when I talked to you, we we kind of went back and forth. You're just like, yeah, I, I get that. I, str- I struggle Absolutely. with that. And so it's, it was cool to see other people out there. And a lot of people don't know, or a lot of people don't really want to share that kind of story mm-hmm. because it makes them vulnerable. Absolutely. Um, how, how hard was it? Was it part of your healing process telling people? Yeah. So at first, I was very, very ashamed of it. I would, I would hide it. So... So if you don't mind, I'll like just sort of talk yeah, through yeah, yeah. my eating disorder and like how it developed. So um, I've always been like pretty active. And when I got to college, I didn't have like a sport to play. Sure. And so I didn't have like guidance. I really like having like a program or guidance. So you played sports in I high school. I played tons of sports in okay. high school. I was always playing at least two or three, like six hours Super practice active. a day, like really active. Get to college, nothing. Like yeah. I, I don't really know what to do. Yeah don't have anyone guiding me. And so I was very inactive, gained a ton of weight and just like didn't know what to do. So um, I don't know if you've heard of it. There was an HCG yeah, the, fad. Yeah, the, the fish oil. Like you ate 600 calories. Exactly. Like so yeah. so don't, if you're listening to this, don't ever do it. It's awful. Yeah, it's, it's, it ruins it your metabolism. Your metabolism yeah. It like takes away all your muscle. It's awful. So they advise not to be active during that, which is awful in itself. Yeah. And then they... Um, the whole program is you take these drops, these diet drops, and you only eat 500 calories, and you lose a lot of weight really quickly. No, the, and I mean, your body needs your met, your basal metabolic rate like to live. <laughs> it's more calories than that. Exactly. So I had no idea. I just wanted to look like I did in high school yeah. at that point, and so I like took these drops and 800 calories a day for a few months, and I dropped 25 pounds in like two months, and was How like, "Oh, this feel? is great." And um, I felt awful. I mean, I had yeah. no energy, um, like lost all my muscle that I had, yeah. just like felt terrible. Um, but I was like, well, I mean, if this is the way to do it, like, I guess, sure, yeah. like it, it worked. Um, <laughs> I'm s- this is my new normal. <laughs> and so that was over the summer. And then yeah. school started. So all my friends were back. Everybody wants to like go out to eat, get, order pizza. You know, we're in college. Right. And like, of course, the, the diet was just protein and like apples. Yeah. And so I... I I start craving these things and th- that's actually what started my um, like binge eating disorder and what started right. um, my bulimia okay. because I would, I was trained through this, like losing all this weight that it, all you had to do is just starve yourself. Yeah. So, um, and a lot of people don't realize bulimia isn't necessarily like just purging, you right. can purge in different ways. So it's not just like making yourself throw up. It can also be through just starving yourself or f- like exercising a lot to like make up for those right. calories. So, um, stuff like that. so my, my 
disorder was I would um, just completely binge so bad. Yeah. And I would I would like hide how many it. Calories do you think? Like oh, I, I don't like like Thousands. Uh, like probably I, like up to ten thousand sometimes. Yeah. Like just insane amounts, and it was always like sweets, pizza, like like nothing good for you, right. obviously. Um, and I would just and I would do it at night in my dorm room in yeah. my in the suite area. Like I would stay up and wait till my roommates went to bed and I would sit out there and just like eat and I would yeah. do it alone because I was so ashamed of right. what was happening yeah but I I, I like food so I, I I just would crave these things and I would go and I would binge and then I would wake up the next morning and freak out and I would starve myself for up to two or three days and not eat anything at all Zero. okay and then I would get so hungry and want something so bad and that I would go and again. just binge and hide it and then I would starve myself for up to two or three days and it was just this awful cycle and it, it it went on for months, months yeah. and months. And of course, like you're not really going to lose weight or be a healthy person no. through that at all. And no. so I actually had gained quite a bit of weight through that. Um, and you were, I bet you were confused. You're like, well, I'm throwing it up. I'm, or I'm, I'm, I'm starving myself. Yeah, like why? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that went for a while. And I actually, it was um, eating disorder, so uh, eating disorder awareness week. Okay. And um, that's like really important to me now to raise yeah, awareness during that week because um, on campus, um, the psychology department actually and all the bathrooms on campus post put up these posters that put the definitions of eating disorders. And that's all it took was just the definition. And I, I didn't think I, I didn't know. Right. I didn't think I never thought that I had an so eating disorder. So that was disorder. your light bulb moment. And you looked so at, you saw that and you're like, oh my gosh. I walked into the bathroom, looked up in the mirror and there was the definition of bulimia and binge eating disorder. Yeah. And I said... I need to like this is bad like yeah. I I need to do something yeah, yeah. and so um, th- that week they had actual free consultations on campus with the like on-campus counselors and so I went to one of those and yeah. you just like filled out a questionnaire and they talked to you and they diagnosed you with like wow. whatever disorder you had and that was sort of like okay like yeah. I need to you know so I got I got some counseling through campus and was able to like w- that light bulb moment was really all that I needed Good. it was just like I don't want to be yeah. destroying my body. I want to be a healthy person. Sure. And so that sort of put me on the track to getting. Okay. So like, was it still a temptation to do the, the, I mean, like you say, like you, you went and talked and you, you got, you became aware was becoming aware. Help you just, did you stop that, that habit or like, did it still like take you a while to, I think it takes time. Um, yeah. I definitely didn't stop immediately, and right. I mean, for years after that, I was I would have random little spurts where I would right. want to binge, or yeah. you know, it's 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 that. very it's very easy to fall back into that. And even now, yeah. um, like I had just been talking to Dallas about this recently. There's triggers that yeah. that cause you to to want to go back into those, or even not not to go back into the actions of it, but yeah. just the mindset and like the the guilt that I would feel from eating. So right. like even recently, um, I, I had just competed at a powerlifting meet, and I need I cut wait for it and so for that obviously you have to have like a scale uh, because yeah. there's a number that you have to hit right um but ever since that meet i um had still been weighing myself when it wasn't really necessary and i'd yeah. been like really focusing on how much i'd gained and like i'd been like starting obsessing over that number again which i hadn't done for a long time right. and um so i i just told dallas i said let's just take the scale out because that's sure. a trigger for me and yeah. it's making me feel really guilty and when i feel guilty or sad a lot of times i turn to food right. and then i was starting to sort of like fall back into some of those tendencies and i just said i don't want to be there again yeah. i don't want to deal with that yeah. and so we just took the scale out and it's been like a lot better so i just i think it's just really important to to no. be aware that you're always probably going to struggle with those things right. but to know what triggers you and just to really be able to 
um, be conscious of that and be open with people, especially the close people in your life. Like I can talk to Dallas about it. He yeah. knows everything I struggled with. He actually helped me through my recovery yeah. and like showing me that it's okay. It's, it's okay. You don't have to be afraid to eat. It's better if you actually eat during the day and keep yourself right. full so you don't want to binge like things like that and so i think it's just really important to to talk to people around you and be open about it and mm-hmm. like be aware of those triggers now when you started down when you went and talked to counselor down there recovery did you guys know each other at this point we did not so okay. that was that was um actually my sophomore year of college okay. and i didn't meet dallas for two more years okay so it was it was a it was a long process right. it took it took another two full years before i met him recovering and i still was restricting quite a bit um i was i was more healthy but still not like completely in a good place i would say and then he's actually what really got me to the point where i was eating a well-balanced diet where i was eating to fuel my body i wasn't completely like restricting everything and just able to like live a normal life yeah um how long did it take for you to open up and i'm gonna ask you some questions here in a second dallas but how long did it take you to open up to dallas that this is something i struggle with Oh, I feel like a while. I mean, he, I'm sure you could tell. Like, I would be like, well, like, I don't yeah. want to eat that because of this. But I, I f- it definitely took a while for me to be really open about my feelings about it. Like, I think he could tell certain things and he could notice. Right. Like, that obviously there were some problems there. But it, it definitely took a long time for me to be really open. Like, if I was struggling, I would yeah. be really ashamed of it. And I, it. I, I would hide it still. Yeah. But So, it, it's definitely, t- it took a while in our relationship before I would actually openly be like okay today i'm really struggling like i feel really guilty for eating that or i feel like not as like attractive as i want to feel and it definitely took a little bit but we're at the point now where if i feel like that i'll talk to him about it and it helps a lot just because getting it out there helps get it off your chest you know yeah so dallas um when you guys first started dating did you did you have an idea that there was something going on or um i mean I could kind of tell. Um, I remember, like, we went to IHOP or something, and we and we like got into this kind of. D- um, we were just kind of making conversation about just food and like, like I was studying biochemistry at the time and like okay. metabolism and all this stuff was interesting to me. And so, like, I had my strong opinions and she had her strong opinions. Sure. And it's not that I thought she was wrong, but I could just tell some of the like the thought process behind why she chose certain foods kind of made it made me realize like maybe there's something else kind of going on here yeah like to be because i can understand like if you want to eat the whole 30 or whatever and like that's that's cool like you're trying to eat healthy but to completely like cut out carbs and still be trying to train hard six days a week like i think i feel like there's kind of a correlation there um now how did how did you approach it as because i mean i know my wife if there's certain things that in a relationship it's hard you want to be tactful and so how did you approach as a as as a coach mindset but also as this is my girlfriend like how how did you handle that yeah so you know i tried to be supportive obviously like i I wasn't just going to be like you're being Mm. dumb like that's wrong (laughs) like you can't say that um but i think I kind of remember it was like she came in and she was frustrated one day and I was like, just, just like, just try this yeah, and just see what happens. Yeah. Like add in some carbs, tell me how you feel and like, just give it a few days, check your weight and just try it. I mean, yeah. what do you have to lose at yeah. this point? Cause uh, you said at that point you were working out six days a week and you, yeah, you're plateaued. 
Yeah. And so she was like, okay, fine. Tried it and then like lost a couple pounds. And it was like, eh, it wasn't look. like a, I told you so thing. But yeah. It was like, I mean, you can start to get somewhere. You just have to trust your body and right. like help start rebuilding it a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Lynn, when, when that happened, like were you just – was it another one of those like flashlight, like light bulb moments, or were you still like, ah, oh, it's a fluke? Like, oh no, I was like, oh, like he's he's like magic, like <laughs> he's he, a wizard. Like, like seriously, I was like, he, he really knows what he's talking about, and, and that again took brought like another level of that trust. Like, I, right. he does know what he's doing. I can trust him with all of this, yeah, and he can like adjust it for me. So I don't. He adjusts a lot of my nutrition for me and does a lot of it for me, especially when I'm doing it for a purpose, like for a meet or something. Right. And I, I completely trust him. So I know that whatever he adjusts will make a difference. Yeah. And um, he also like through that whole process taught me, it, I mean, if you're eating in a deficit, it's very hard to gain muscle. And my yeah. whole purpose for just str- lifting in general was to get stronger muscle. and gain muscle. And so he was like, if you, you'll see huge body changes and you will really love the changes you see right. if you just eat to fuel that and so yeah. i just was like okay like it worked this time and yeah. i'm sure it's gonna work again so i'm just gonna listen to you and so he would just slowly make little adjustments little by little and to the point i was eating no carbs then he would add a few in and i'm to the point now on on a training day i eat anywhere between 150 and 200 carbs yeah and which like a few years ago that probably blow your mind and i can like i can lose weight on like you you write you post that on facebook you're like high carb week lost weight and i'm just like yeah but it's cool it's it's i can i can lose weight on like 150 carbs a day when i used to like eat zero so it it, it definitely has taken time like i said don't just like add 500 carbs and expect to lose weight like that's not the way it works but i it took time to build muscle and to like slowly add those in and to let my body adjust but it's it's crazy how your body can adapt to that do you guys follow like the if it fits your macros or do you do more like uh like what what kind of what's your diet style like so um and i I don't mean like diet like cut weight but like you're eating um so i do try to eat like pretty healthy just because I want to sure. be a healthy person in general. I try to eat like veggies and fruits and stuff like that. Um, but I do follow IFYM. Yeah. Um, if there's something that I want and if I can make it fit, I have macros that I try to hit each day. And right. I'm not super strict about it right now just because I don't really have a goal, mm-hmm. but I do have like an idea of what like I, what helps yeah. me maintain. Yeah. You, and, and you've um, probably done it long enough. You're like, ah, oh, this is probably about, I can estimate pretty well. I still usually track it just cause the tracking helps me a lot. Um, like stay within those numbers, yeah. but, but yeah, I can like, I know, okay, I have some carbs left. I really want some Froyo and there's like, I have 50 carbs left. Okay, let's go get some Froyo or, you yeah. know, like, oh, I, I know that if there's something that I want and I, I can sort of plan my day around that. Like today we're going to go get sushi for lunch actually. That's awesome. So I know like, okay, I'm going to have some carbs with lunch and that's going to be my sushi. Yeah. And then like later on, I'll just have a little less carbs for dinner and it'll be perfect. Yeah. Like I can just go on dates with him, have fun with him and not have to worry about it. Right. That's not, you're not stressing. You, that's a lot of the people. They just, they feel like they have to cut things that they enjoy out in life because Absolutely. they're trying to, and, and that's not realistic. That's when the the binges start or stuff like that. We're just like, oh, sorry, I can't, sorry, I can't, sorry, I can't. And then like, I can. And then you're just like, go crazy with it. Exactly. Um, with uh, um, one thing that I remember that you that stands out to me is with your you're really creative with your cooking like you like I, I remember some of the things that I, I I'm like you make muffins you make this and I'm like those look delicious and they're ta- they taste good <laughs> yeah, too yeah, yeah. And how did that come about did you always know that you could you could cook or you're just like hey if I'm 
I need to try to, I mean, like, how did that come about? So I've always loved baking. I love cooking. I've always loved being creative. And I mean, I love food. Like, it's okay to enjoy food. Right. And it's, but that made it really hard during my eating disorder because I would want to, like, bake for people because I loved, and I love to share my baking. But then. Is that, like, one of your love languages, like, gift giving? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I, I would, I would love to do that, but in the process especially if I was restricting myself I would want to binge on what I was right. baking and so it made it really hard during that but so especially when I started doing um, flexible dieting I was like well I want to be able to make desserts and treats that taste good but also fit and most desserts and treats will not fit even yeah. even even if it's paleo even, <laughs> even if it's even if you have a ton of carbs and fat like yeah think they're very high in carbs and fat and if you don't want to be hungry later it's going to be very hard to fit like a huge like cinnamon roll whatever like right. you, you can but it's just difficult yeah. and so i was like well i want to i was actually i was losing a little weight for our wedding but i wanted to like have treats and so i started making like protein pancakes that were like yeah. chocolate flavored and i started making cupcakes and muffins and i would just use protein powder as like the flour yeah and um i just would make things egg that whites and egg whites and protein powder and just um, I looked at just some recipes through like Instagram people I followed and sort of adjusted them, made them different flavors yeah. for what I wanted. And um, it ended up just being really, really fun. And I still really like to do it. Yeah. And if, if I want something and I'm trying to like stay within those numbers, I'll just go make it yeah. in a healthy way. Yeah. How did, how did you feel about all this? Were you, were you like, oh yeah. Cause I, what, what were your thoughts Dallas? So, so it's kind of a, it's kind of been a struggle. I mean, even now it's like, like I can eat pretty much whatever. Yeah, like, my wife's the same way. Yeah. And, and it's like I I get the frustration. Like I remember when I was gaining weight because I I used to weigh like 165 pounds yeah. or whatever. And so I mean, what are you running around right now? Uh, I I'm like 185. 180, okay. But to get up to this point, it was like two of those Totino's pizzas every night with like olive oil on them. And yeah. I, I had Gallon to like of whole milk kind of. I, yeah, I had to like get sick to like gain weight, yeah. and she's like. She's like, that's such crap. Like, how can you eat oh, all I this? Know. And and I like, it's it was hard to explain because to me, when I was eating that much, it was like this is not fun for me. Like, yeah. I'm I'm basically like getting sick over here on eating. But oh, my my wife's the same way. I remember one night I'm sitting there with my chicken and my little thing of sweet potatoes and my broccoli. She was fitting in her 400 grams of carbs to try to gain like a few pounds. Yeah, and I'm just like. She's over there with a monster chicken, four hundred, like uh, probably a hundred grams of carbs, just right on that. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like eating my chicken. I'm just like, I hate you so much. <laughs> like it's real. <laughs> yeah. And but she hated every second of it. And I was like, I would have been like dancing around. I get four hundred carbs. <laughs> yeah. But so it was. It was cool to like see her make some of this stuff, and of course I got to try it out, and like that, oh, yeah. was, that was cool. Um, but yeah. So. So I. Uh, it's. Uh, it's funny how when I'm when I'm trying to 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 lose weight, um, when I'm trying to eat healthy, my wife tries to eat with me healthy, but then she'll like be in the corner eating like a thing of ice cream, and I'm like, I see you eating ice cream in the corner. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'll I'll like go through these phases where I'll be like, I'm gonna eat a lot healthier or whatever. I mean, I eat pretty healthy. Yeah. Generally, um, but like, I'll try to like I'm just gonna eat healthy with you and like not eat so, and then like, I'll, like go to work and they have like convenience kind of sort of yeah. like get a candy bar real quick yeah I'm like she'll see the wrapper in the car and be like, like what's this what's I'm like you're like i swear i don't know that's it, not it mine nothing to me <laughs> <laughs> or like or he'll like um i'll see on our bank account that there's like a sonic 
<laughs> I got like, a salad. I swear. He, he really likes like the the breakfast burritos from Sonic, uh, yeah. and so he'll like go there for breakfast. I'm like, I saw that. I, saw I know that. what you're I, doing. Yeah, <laughs> you're fooling nobody. No, but it did used to bother me quite a bit. It's not as bad anymore. He does do really good. Like, I mean, obviously he he's a nutritionist, so he knows what's good for right. him, and for the most part, he does eat really healthy. Um, and it's a lot better. Like, I don't get quite as upset as I used to. It, but right when I first was like trying to like recover from all of this and like really watch what I was eating and right. like just adding some of that back in just seeing him being able to eat that much was hard yeah. but it definitely has gotten a lot better yeah. over time um, one of the patterns that I've seen is people when they're healing and recovering from an eating disorder part of their story and why it became easier for them is they've realized that eating makes them perform better in the gym um, we had Ashley on. She was one of the first episodes, and she said one of her aha moments is she was in the gym, and she saw these girls, and she's like, I want to look like that. And so she started trying to work out more, and then she's like, man, I got to I gotta eat more so I can do these workouts. And then when her body started changing, and my wife's the same way, she's like, before she's like, I don't want to have, I don't want to be muscular. I don't want to, and now she's just like flexing all the time and mm-hmm. but i mean that that body change it's almost like strong as is the new skinny you mm-hmm. know and, absolutely um how did that help you with your the, the the how is that was that a part of your story oh absolutely absolutely so once i started seeing like that i could get stronger and i could gain more muscle and mm-hmm. once i started seeing those changes i was like oh like this is good this right. is a really good thing and it made me not as scared to gain weight yeah um like i know like over the holidays i like I would be home and I'd be home from college and I would gain a little weight, but my, my lifts would go up huge yeah. over the holidays. Let's, I would have PR more this weekend. <laughs> I, I would have more like time cause I wasn't at school when I was like when I was first starting powerlifting and, um, I, my workouts would go really well and I was gaining a ton of strength. And so I started seeing the correlation between like, like, yeah, it's not good to like just eat whatever all the time. Right. But like when you do eat more, you do gain strength and muscle very easily. Right. And so there are, there are times when it's good to sort of yeah, let that, that happen and, and in a, phase, in a yeah. controlled way. Right. But, but it definitely is, is that that's when you gain muscle and yeah. strength. And so it was, it was cool to see that and sort of like that aha moment and like let myself r- realize that food does yeah. not have to be the enemy it doesn't have to be a bad thing it can be fuel yeah. it can be good um what was that light like that switch where like i have to be super skinny thigh gap whatever to i want to like looking at your thighs grow because i want to squat more like what, what was that like so i don't know if there was like a specific moment but I, I it was actually probably before i even started doing crossfit i just i i i had i guess pinterest like seeing all these girls with muscle and, yeah. and i and i've always thought that muscular women are just really attractive and right. I wanted to look like that. I just didn't know how. And sure. so I, I think I just sort of, I just finally decided like, I don't, I don't have a really tiny frame. Like I'm just a, like an average person and I've always had like thick legs and that's just sort of how I'm built. Right. And so I s- kind of decided like, w- why don't I just stop hating myself for the and way that God made it, me yeah. and just like make myself the best me I can be right. and instead of because that, that's what my eating disorder really came from was just like hating myself like I would yeah. stay in the mirror and like just hate what I saw and I instead I was like well I get that I, I mean I'm gonna be me forever so right. I might as well just like make it the best me I can be yeah. and that's sort of like when I decided okay like I want to gain muscle this is what I want to look like and I'm gonna embrace the frame that I have and make and the best of it on. like I'm uh, Leslie um, she's uh, she'll be on here soon but she was just like 
I put on muscle, so I'm going to put muscle on. That's what I can do, and so I'll do it. Yeah, I find, like, I understand, like, some women don't want the big muscular look or whatever, yeah. but, like... It, you know how hard it is to do that? <laughs> yeah, how hard it is to do that, and it's like, you could either look how you look right now, unhappy with how you look yeah. right now, or you could look like that. Like, what... Yeah. Even if you got to this point, what would you rather yeah. be? Yeah. I mean, and I, I get it. Like, not everybody wants to be super muscular, but it's like, yeah. if you're unhappy with where you're at right now, you might as well do something to try right. and at least change how you yeah. look. Uh, one theme that uh, we, we talk a lot about in the podcast is choose your heart. It's it's hard to be heavy or it's hard to not like yourself. It's hard. It's also hard to lose weight and get stronger. Which heart do you want to pick? And so if it's going to be hard, might as well be the heart and you get the results in the end instead of diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, you have to do what you want to do. Yeah. I mean, and like I love fitness and everything, but I think people get too caught up in like, man, I just don't want to go to the gym and like be around weights and yeah. like, man, there's a million ways you can exercise. Like me and my buddy go play disc golf and yeah. like that's a ton of hiking or like you can rock climb yeah. or just do whatever you want to do. Yeah. You don't have to go to the gym and work out and flex that. and <laughs> cardio and it well, doesn't have to be that that's one thing they talk a lot about in cr- crossfit a lot, a lot of people get caught up in the metcon five days a week and strength cycle and and uh, rich froning um he in his documentary he's like you know i'm getting all this fitness why am i not out there using it mm-hmm. and so like why am i not out there having fun with it so he He's out hiking and doing, and, and that's his more focus with his family and stuff now. But it, that, that kind of clicked for me. It's just like, oh, I don't want to go out and do that. I might roll an ankle, and then I, I'll miss a whole week of s- uh, squats. And I'm like, no, why am I living, you know, in fear of that? And it's it's funny how we kind of get caught up in, in. But I, it's, I think you can do the same thing with diet, as you get so caught up. Even if you are on the right track, you're like, you know what? You're gonna have a, a weekend, or people are gonna want to go out, and you might have a bad day. But the important part is you get right back on the the wagon and and with the training and sort of like feeling like you have to do it a certain way i I think with with powerlifting for both of us we uh, when we're in meat prep we sort of had got to the point where we felt like it was a job because i mean if you're if you're going for a meet if you want to increase in strength and if you want to do well you have to be in the gym you can't you're five days a week your program you have to hit those those sets you have to work hard otherwise you're not going to see a progress and if you're going to be disappointed if not right. so so we we've done multiple meets and um we just got done with a meet recently and yeah just throughout that whole prep we had sort of got to the point where we we're like like we love lifting but man we are hating this right now right. like it's just you it's have but you have fun. to go you have yeah. to do it because we have this meet coming up and and so after the meet we sort of decided as a couple that we we're just gonna like have a little fun again right. with with the, with the gym and like we both love lifting like lifting is our like one of our favorite right. things to do and it's like something we can do together and so we just sort of decided like we're just gonna like train bodybuilding style and just like switch it up and like have a little fun again and it's been awesome like yeah. i think that's really important too for people like you don't have to be only like you only have to do one thing train one way yeah. for your whole life you can like switch it up and yeah. have fun with it and like do whatever you need to do for you you yeah. know um, is, and maybe this is the meat you're talking about and, and I want to bring that up is uh, a lot of the the women lifters and I don't know about the guys they dress up like Disney princesses mm-hmm. yep. um, tell a little bit about that because I thought that was super cool because even right now your Facebook profile is um, I'll let you t- go ahead and tell the background of that that meet and and what you did. I thought that was awesome. You were Princess Aurora, right? Yep, yep. I was Sleeping Beauty as Aurora. So um, the meet we did was relentless, and it was like 
life-changing just one of the best experiences of i think both of our lives um relentless is a powerlifting meet that raises money for hope kids hope kids is a nonprofit organization yeah. that um puts on programs and helps families that have children with either life-threatening illnesses or lifelong illnesses. So they like team up with hospitals and connect with those families with children um, that have um, some sort of medical illness that affects the family. And um, all the kids actually come to the Relentless Meet and they are the first people you see when you lift. They are on the platform, up on the stage with you. They give you high fives after every meet or after every lift. They um, are cheering for you. They're right there. You get to hang out with them the whole time. So you're actually like meeting and seeing and getting cheered on by the people that you're, by the, the children that you're yeah. raising money for and Didn't it is meet them like the day before too like so or like earlier in the day as you're, mm-hmm. as the princess and then yeah yeah then exactly so okay. so it's a two-day meet and um dallas actually lifted on friday and the, all day friday i was aurora so i gotta i gotta be a princess and go play with <laughs> all the kids yeah. and dance with them and take pictures with them and their faces when they see a princess come up is just priceless yeah. it was so much fun and then the next day um i lifted and then after i got done lifting i went ahead and went and became aurora again and went out yeah. them more did they know you're did they recognize you when you lifted did you so um i had a pink singlet yeah. and so i sort of <laughs> stayed aurora yeah. e- even when i was lifting and there's um there's a few other princesses there's um bell that she actually made a bell yellow singlet and so she was bell and then she went and changed and she was still bell to them yeah. and she lifted as bell which was really cool That's so cool. the kids just think it's really magical and it's cool to see i think the kids think it's awesome to see like that princesses can be strong too yeah. and it really gives them like a good message yeah i mean there's little girls out there even boys that are just like man like that is that's such a that's a role model that's a the, instead of these like kim kardashians or whatever like these people up here this princess is, is strong and mm-hmm. i can be strong and you don't know what they're going through in life and they, exactly. can, they can pull on that and i don't i think I, I, that was really i was telling my wife about it on the drive up here i was just like uh, from what I saw, and I was like, "How freaking cool is that?" As these kids have these role models, and I think the guy who put the meat on, like, they got did he like back squat like over a thousand pounds or something like. Uh, so um, that was the our, our friend Jeff. He actually um, okay. he's just a part of Relentless, okay. just like we yeah. are. But yeah, he's he squatted twelve eighteen at the meet, which was really cool to see. Yeah. And and I remember just seeing the kids just go crazy. Oh yeah, they they love it, and and it's funny because I feel like a lot of adults think powerlifting is really scary like the lifters yeah. are really scary a lot of them are like big guys you know with beards and yeah. and the kids like just love everyone they they, they think they're like the coolest people ever they, they're not scared yeah. they just run up and give them hugs and jump all over them and they just absolutely love it they yeah. have so much energy and they like make that day i don't like i don't think if i don't know how if i'm gonna do powerlifting anymore but if i do do a meet again I don't think I can do an, another normal meet. I will probably have to be relentless just because it's so amazing. Right. The atmosphere and having the kids be there and just just experiencing that is so yeah. awesome. So with um, so you kind of just hinted like maybe not do powerlifting anymore. And are you wanting to? Are you are you just having fun or what's the goal down the road? Like what's your? Are you gonna start doing? bodybuilding because you like what's what's kind of your thoughts yeah so um i actually i do want to do a figure competition cool um i'm not sure like timeline exactly when that's going to happen right now i'm just sort of having fun living life 
Uh, I'm not really focusing on anything nutritionally and yeah. just training for fun just to build as much as I can. Yeah. Um, I'll probably take at least a year or two before yeah. I like start prep for that. But um, I do, before we start having kids, I do want to do at least one figure season just sure. to, uh, that's been like a goal of mine. And I've right. been building for a long time to try to be like the best that I could be yeah. on stage. Cause I think as a female, we t- sort of touched on this earlier. It takes a long time to gain muscle, and it's people like don't realize like a pound maybe a year if you do like it natural. it's it's like, insane. Yeah. And yeah. and yeah, so I'm a natural athlete, and so it's it's really 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 hard yeah. to put on muscle. And so it's been I've been lifting for almost four years now, and I still yeah. like obviously want to keep right. getting bigger and gaining muscle. And so I just wanted to really take the time to gain as much as possible before I do the cut for right. it. So because I don't want to look like a, a skeleton up there, you know, I want to I want to actually look like I have muscle yeah. and I want to do well. So um, Leslie, whose episode will come out soon, um, she talked a lot about that. Like she's been doing powerlifting uh, and 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 bodybuilding figure competitions for over 10 years mm-hmm. and she said it's taken her 12 years to get her upper body where she wants it no, exactly upper body is really really hard for females and yeah. i'm i'm pretty tall and lanky and so and I, I of course i never thought i would say this that but like i my arms are super lanky and yeah. like they are really really hard to put muscle on and Isn't so like <laughs> and I, I used to be like oh you're too big and now i'm like i'm too small I, like i, I want you know <laughs> it's funny how your mindset changes yeah. but yeah i like i've been focusing on upper body a lot more because yeah. uh, powerlifting a lot like two of the three lifts are lower body mostly. And yeah. so I hadn't focused on it as much. So I, that's another, that's one of the transitions I've made is to add right. more upper body work because it takes a very long time to build upper body as a female. Yeah. Would you do any CrossFit again? I've actually, for like cardio for a figure competition, yeah. um, I'm, I don't like just running. I don't like being bored. Yeah. And so I've thought of um, doing CrossFit like once or twice a week during yeah. that prep just to like have a different way to do cardio right. because I did enjoy the yeah. team atmosphere and I did enjoy like how the Metcons yeah. were set up. So I have thought about it for cardio for when I do figure. Yeah. That's funny how the people are like, well, what do you do for cardio? I lift weights faster. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, like you think about crossfit a lot of the workouts are set up almost like a hit type workout mm-hmm, exactly like yeah you go hard for this movement and then you transition to the next and go hard um well i, I just it, it's it's super exciting to sit and, and and talk to you guys and 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 um and learn a little bit about what's going on and with the eating disorder stuff like i i'm glad that you you brought it up um it, and and are open to talk about it because there's people out there that listen to the podcast with the last one that we talked about the people said that really helped them what kind of resources do you know of that could maybe help people that might be struggling with something that uh like with an eating disorder either it be anorexia bulimia or even binge eating so um there are some associations that have like um people on staff and that have a lot of resources and so um there's beda which is the binge eating disorder association and there's also neda the national eating disorder association they have a lot of really good resources you can look them up online and they have a lot of support groups like throughout the nation they have like conferences each year that you can like get together with people that have struggled and just sort of like lift each other up there's a lot of resources through that and i think um within your life also i think it's really important just to have people that you can talk to about it so just like I would, re- I would just really encourage if you're struggling with something like that, like reach out to someone. And if it's, if you don't want to reach out to someone that you directly know right away, like reach out to someone else. Like you can contact me. Yeah. I'm totally, I, I'm very passionate about it. And I love to hear from people that 
um, like are recovering or if they need someone to talk to, like I can absolutely relate. And I know there's like a lot of other people out there that can. So just like find someone that you can talk to as like a first step and like just get it out in the open and just really be open about it. And I think that helps a lot. Yeah. Um, Going along with that, um, I think a lot of people sometimes um, that have an eating disorder or something, they try to fall back to something like, oh, I'll do a bikini show and that'll help me with my eating disorder. Sure. And that, uh, like, as kind of a public service announcement, like, if you go to a coach and they know that you have something going on, um, really, you need to get like kind of psychological help first before you even consider like going into some kind of prep for something. Cause I mean, it's, it's so taxing to go into something like that. Right. that I mean, it can, it can do more harm than good if you're already kind of mentally not right. ready for that kind of a prep. So I think you have to kind of be okay with yourself and realize what's going on. Um, before you even consider something like that. Well, and something like that with being so strict, especially it depends. There's a lot of trigger possibilities there because you're just like, I got to lose a pound a week or I got to do, you know, there's that, that, that mindset. And that's another reason I'm waiting a while because yeah. lately I have had a few like trigger days where things have like been really hard. And so I'm like, okay, well then today's, like this is not a good time to be doing that. Right. And so I'm going to take a few years. I'm just going to relax and yeah. not worry about that. And then like wait until I'm in a really good place before I attempt that. Sure. And Dallas has really like counseled me on that right. and been like, just make sure you're where you need to be before that happens. And so I think that's yeah. definitely like really good to consider. And if a coach knows that about you yeah. and if they still are like willing to let you, or if you're not eating enough and they're still willing to like, cut out food right then that's probably not a coach you want to be working with right yeah there's there's no nutrition coach out there that is qualified to help you with your eating disorder right can help get you in shape but like the mental aspect of it to be able to deal with the mental aspect like uh like when i helped lynn she was already kind of at a, a pretty good spot right and so it's not like i helped her overcome all these psychological things you gave her the keys to move forward with her goals when she was already yeah on the healing side yeah it was like are do you feel okay and are you ready for this and if she says yes then then you can move forward right if there's any kind of doubt you know no nutrition coach is going to help you with these kind of things and it's and i find that if you're working with a nutrition coach the more honest you are with them, with everything that's going on, the better they can help you. And like, that's one thing I've worked with a nutrition coach in the past and I've told him my struggle and he's like, you know what, let's, let's move forward with, um, the, the, the plan that we're on. But if you need more help with the mental aspect of it, I advise you to go get help. They're not going to be like, all right, let's go here, come to my house and lay on my couch and let's talk about it. No, they're, here's your, here's your program. And, th- and a lot of times I've, I found that coaches are, are, th- they're a really good sounding board because people want to tell, like a lot of people do want to talk about themselves and say like, Hey man, like this is what I'm going through. Did you find that mm-hmm. as you're training people, a lot of it time is you're just as a, a sounding board? Um, it, it would kind of depend. It would depend on the person. Some people, yeah. some people would be pretty honest about like what they're going yeah. through. And, and then, you know, I would have to have a conversation with them be like, you know, this, I don't think this is for you, at least not right now. Like right. you need to figure some of this stuff out and then, and then come back and talk to me. And, you know, I don't have any problem with that. Like, obviously like I was getting 
paid like as my job to do this but like i don't i'm not gonna sit here and like take your money if you're not gonna get anywhere like go right. get some other help like i can't help you with that and then come back to me yeah yeah so this question i'm gonna ask for both of you and you guys could answer on your own but a lot of times people they want to start somewhere and they want to they have a certain goal like if, if it's powerlifting or losing weight or what or be doing a figure competition but when people come to you like what are the top three things that you give as advice to someone just wanting to start either losing weight or like anything athletic or, or weight wise yeah so I and Lynn this will give you a chance to think of your three answers <laughs> I think top three things you can do um, kind of like we were talking about earlier is ask yourself if you're ready for it Um, because if you do want to be serious about something, I mean, you do have to, and and I'm not going to be like the kind of person where it's like hashtag beast mode, hashtag (laughs) sacrifice to win and all this. Never quit. Like live your life. But I mean, you, if you're willing to make life changes, you're going to have to start leaving some stuff out or at least moderating that a little bit. Um, I think the second thing, especially for me is to find the right resources. There's a lot of resources out there, but you have to find the right people and the yeah. right people that know what they're talking about. Oh, I, it's so true. Because I, 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 I had a friend put a big post on Facebook. He's like, what's the f- best way for me to burn calories? What's the best exercise? And I think he was looking for, like, the get e- the, the easy mode button. And I was like, yeah, you got to get your diet in check. And then I gave him some, like, you know, do burpees, row, like, go for a jog. And one girl's like, all you need to do is sweat. Sweating burns fat. And I'm like, no, sweating regulates your body temperature. <laughs> and we got yeah. this big discussion about it. But, I mean, the, there's so many people out there like, well, like, well, I sweated a bunch and I lost weight. So that's, that, oh, that must be true. I'm like, no, you're dehydrated. But, I mean, like, so you have to sift through all that noise. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, I guess if I could, like, give a shout-out to some people that yeah. – because I, I love listening to podcasts and learning and all this stuff. And so, I mean um, – some resources that I really like is like Mike Isotale from Renaissance Periodization. Like he, he has the experience and he has the knowledge. Yeah. And I mean, there's a ton of YouTube videos out there that you can watch of his, uh, people like Alex Viata, Vieta. I'm not sure how to say his last yeah. name. Um, I mean stuff like them, juggernaut training yeah, systems. Juggernaut, I yeah. love them. Um, I mean, even people like Lane Norton, um, have a lot of good information. Right. So, I mean, there's people with like PhDs and experience yeah. that have the knowledge, but also put yeah. it into practice. And that's the kind of people that I yeah. like. Um, even like team Gorman and all them, those yeah. guys. I mean, there's a ton of people that you can look for. You just have to find the right people. Right people. Um, while Lynn's thinking of her answers, um, I'm going to ask you this qu- question with being in the, the powerlifting world or, the bodybuilding world like have you do you feel like because of crossfit you've seen a big jump in in people joining that world oh yeah i mean and it's like it's almost scary because it's like there's i feel like powerlifting at one time was like just a bunch of people that like weren't as athletic would do powerlifting you go to a hardcore gym and yeah yeah and now you get now you get these people that are super athletic from like crossfit come over and 
or like even bodybuilders will come over and like just dominate out of nowhere and you're like what am i supposed to do about this <laughs> like i mean there's guys that are like my size that are benching for reps like what i squat and i'm like yeah. oh my gosh i, I give up <laughs> but yeah. but it's cool like to see people from crossfit or like different different areas of fitness come over to powerlifting and just see them dominate yeah. it's just it's awesome to see the numbers that people can put up yeah and, and i think we see that spread everywhere because i did an olympic weightlifting meet and i got usaw level one certified and justin thacker he was my coach and he's out of st louis and he's saying in the last five or six years the usaw membership has exploded because mm-hmm. people like in crossfit you're doing a clean and jerk and snatch before it you only saw that every four years at the Olympics and you just saw these crazy Slavians like <laughs> Russians and Ukrainians and, and Chinese lift these crazy amounts. But USA it's growing because you get kids mm-hmm. like my 10 year old knows how to clean and jerk. Yeah. And imagine like, uh, and, but he knows how to deadlift too, you know, like, so these things yeah. as these, these younger generation as they, they're going to start seeing this and, and doing it. And it's exciting. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I, there was some CrossFit competitor, I think, that went to the games. It was a female that was in the Olympics. I remember seeing yeah. some article. I think one of those guys shared it about, yeah. like... She got second two years in a row. I know you're talking about. Yeah. Somebody said something about she didn't do as well at the Olympics this year. And, like, oh, I guess CrossFit doesn't train you. I'm like, dude, she just she went to the Olympics as a CrossFit athlete and yeah. also dominates in CrossFit. Imagine if she just focused on weightlifting. Yeah. Like, give her a break, man. Yeah. Like, that's insane. I mean, you're – you're a lot of those – I mean, you, you probably see it with the difference in the training is you would – when you go in and do, like, a strength cycle, you hit your sets of three and you sit down – and you wait a few minutes before you do your next set. She's mm-hmm. in there doing these strength cycles, and then she'll do a metcon. I mean, it's just cool to see that kind of growth. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, I don't, I don't care what like powerlifters say. Like, it's cool to be strong, but I think we're all a little bit. I think it goes both ways too. We're yeah. all a little bit jealous of like, holy yeah. cow! Like, I wish I was that athletic. And then yeah. they're like, holy cow! That dude squatted a thousand pounds. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'd love to be able to squat a thousand pounds, but yeah, I don't want to be winded when I walk up the stairs at the same. I mean, it's it's. I think it's finding that balance. I think there's sure. a, there's a good healthy balance. For sure. All right, Lynn, your turn. Okay, so. My first one, I guess, is for anyone that's wanting to just get into fitness or become healthier in general. I think it's really important just to do what you really love. Right. So, like, if you really, really, really hate something, then don't do it. Don't do like, it, yeah. like if, if you really like biking and you don't want to run a 5K, then don't. Like, yeah. if, if, you, if you really like lifting and you want to compete, like, do it. Yeah. But if, if you just you want to be strong but you don't want to compete then just like lift a couple days a week and go do your cardio if you really enjoy that like or if if you like to play tennis go play tennis you know i just think it's really important to there's a community for everything exactly exactly i think it's just really important to yeah like have a find a community like find people that you can enjoy it with and just do it to enjoy life and you don't have to like be miserable to be fit i feel like a lot (laughs) of people are like oh like this is like i'm at the bar i'm at the the barbell instead of the like alcohol bar da, 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 like i can't go I, like i need i have goals like, yeah. it's like you can have balance like it's yeah. okay to like have fun and also be fit like yeah. like I, I i know like when you're training hard for competition you have goals like there are things you're gonna have to like sacrifice take out and sacrifice yeah. but at the same time like if you don't like don't be afraid to live life too yeah um i think second if you're getting into lifting i just as someone that has been injured and didn't have great form 
make sure your form is there before you try to increase weight. Yeah. I yeah. think that's just like, that's something I'm really passionate about too, just because I did go through an injury yeah. and it like stunk. And now I'm like so huge on like mobility right. and making sure that my form is really good yeah. and making sure that I'm not going to increase the weight until I know that my form is on point. And right. so um, if you don't like, if you don't have someone in person, there's a lot of YouTube videos out yeah. there where you can like watch good form. There's a lot of like good resources like Dallas yeah. talked about. Um, and like, if you have to get a trainer that can show you yeah. good form or yeah. like go to a cross, go to a learn a yeah. crossfit class and learn good form there. Like yeah. whatever you have to do, just like, don't, don't just go lift some weight and try to increase weight yeah. without knowing if you're doing yeah, it the right yeah, way. And check your ego kind of out the door. And, and, and as a, I, I coach CrossFit now, which is awesome. I love it. Um, but people sometimes get mad at me when I'm like, you're not putting more weight on the bar and they go why and i'm like because you can't break parallel on your squats and you're yep. bending over your butt's coming up i mean it's just like little things and that they're just like well i want you to be perfect at this lighter weight yep because these bad habits are gonna what injure you or even be 10 times worse when you start trying to to get heavy yes you're strong i tell people I'm like oh yeah you're strong enough to lift that well, let's get perfect at lifting that exactly because sometimes they're just like well i'm stronger than this yeah yeah you are but your mobility is terrible and you're mm -hmm. going to injure your back. Exactly. Yeah. It's definitely better to, to do it the right way than to get injured and yeah. have a huge ego. So yeah. I started with that. So that's yeah. something I'm really passionate about too. And third, I would say just on like the eating side, since we have talked about that a lot, just, um, if, if, especially if you aren't like training for like a bodybuilding competition, right. if you're just trying to like lose some weight, if you're just trying to be fit, trying to be healthy, don't feel the need to restrict everything in your life. Right. Like, like, I'm really big about flexible dieting. Like it's, you can be a healthy person. You can eat well, you can hit your macros and you can still enjoy some things. And so I think that's really important, especially with people that struggle with eating disorders, like find balance. Yeah. Food isn't the enemy and like yeah. it, it can be used for good. Yeah. There's a lot of extremes and it's hard sometimes for those people. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people to, well, I, I had a donut this morning and now I'm going to eat everything. You know, yep. it's like, I, right. I've had that same mindset yeah. throughout my life and yeah. It's, it's really hard, but just realizing I'm getting to the point now where I know like, okay, like I know how my, I feel right. and I, and I can have something and then be like, okay, so now I'll eat like chicken and veggies in my next meal because I did get to have that donut, yeah. you know, like it's, it's just a balance. And right. I think it takes time and it takes you learning your body and how you feel yeah. when you eat certain things. And, um, just don't be, don't feel like you have to restrict all the right. time if you don't have a specific goal in mind. Like yeah. if you're just trying to be healthy, like. Be just, healthy. Just in, in, in enjoy being healthy yeah. and also yeah. enjoy the balance as well. Awesome. Well, guys, we're at an hour. It always goes so quick. I, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to meet me out here. It's uh, I've been. I think I messaged you like four or five months ago. I was just like, hey, let's meet up. And I finally made it out to Kansas City. So I'm glad we got to sit down and, and talk in Panera. And uh, <laughs> um, enjoy your sushi later today, guys. Thanks. Um, yeah. Thanks for having us. This was really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. This hey, has been great. It's my pleasure. And uh, listeners, if you like what you heard, go ahead and like and subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. That'll get more people to come. Leave a review. I'd love to see the reviews, um, good or bad. Um, and remember, Action Performance, actionperformance.com. Awesome sponsor. We love them. And like always, listeners, remember to live unbroken. Thanks, guys. <laughs>